Hello everyone, Evan Nathaniel Grimm here. Welcome to the latest episode of my podcast. Now this week, we are losing our grip on reality and I will explain how to withstand this challenging time. Stay tuned. How was your Libra new moon this weekend? As I described earlier on YouTube, this was a time for new alliances, but not just new alliances, actually strategic alliances. I say strategic because personally, societally, globally, we only have a few moves left on the chessboard. And what I mean by that is with all these retrograde planets and Mars eventually going retrograde, we have a finite dwindling energy, which we have to be smart about. We have to be conscious of that uh, limited supply and move accordingly. So especially during Mars Gemini since August 20th, you probably noticed some relationships in your life have grown more complicated uh, because of some strenuous words and debates, uh, you know, and, and just and just, you know, biting words that we wouldn't usually throw around are suddenly entering the lexicon. And that has certainly complicated matters for many people. And whatever relationship that is for you, whether it's a friendship, dynamic within the family, uh, you know, work-related event, you know, Mars Gemini has not been um, always kind. For some people, it has been, right? Because, again, Mar every, every placement has a pro and a con. But uh, when we live in the Internet age, we oftentimes see the con uh, of this placement, which is, again, uh, very unproductive, divisive debates. And so this Libra new moon was a chance, though, to, uh, you know, kind of foster an entirely new alliance and a strategic alliance that maybe will help you with your position in a community, at the workplace, within your family, etc. And that's especially important because, you know, Saturn is in Aquarius still, which is really hindering group dynamics. So I actually think this Libra new moon is a pretty rich opportunity um, to kind of compensate for a lot of the other uh, setbacks that we're facing in the skies. So um, why did I introduce this podcast with a losing of, uh, of the grip on reality? So not only do we still have six planets in retrograde, but you know Mars being in a pre-shadow phase, it's starting to it's starting to weaken where our energy is starting to weaken and dwindle, like I said, but now Mars is also entering a square with Neptune, which is the planet of delusions. And yes, spirituality. But when we have a square between Gemini and Pisces, there is a uh, very almost this intractable uh, conflict between Gemini, which is about the how and the what and the facts, and Pisces, which is about the belief and the trust in something outside yourself and actually releasing ego attachments to the point where, you know, duality kind of dissolves because Gemini is really the sign of duality. It's ruled by Mercury. Mercury deals with the reconciliation of opposites, night and day, hot and cold, left and right, as a way to understand basic facts. And when we have a square with Neptune, anytime we rush into those facts and try to confirm them or validate them, Neptune is here kind of acting as a drain to say what you believe or what you know might not be true. And you might have to suspend logic and reasoning and just you know look up. And, and, and to Gemini, that doesn't really make sense. 
So again, we have this very almost impenetrable debate going on between Mars, Gemini and Pisces, Neptune. And this is really this square is getting stronger throughout the week. And it's really playing out all the way into late October and even into mid-November as Mars retrogrades. And I, in my own life, I'm seeing this play out like in my local, in my city. So I live in Los Angeles. And one of my friends remarked to me that there's been a lot more, uh, you know, they've witnessed people just kind of losing it, just kind of having breakdowns, like out in the street, out in public, like more than usual. And when they mentioned this to me, I like hadn't thought much of it, uh, maybe because I've been inside a lot because you know in los angeles it's like secretly like feels like 100 degrees every day nowadays but um i you know the next day i was out and this happened i noticed this like this basically happened at a restaurant that i was that i was getting lunch at you know like uh, i i I, like i'll spare the details of the story because you know i i think the you know i just like the point here is that like something did happen there where somebody had a breakdown and all of a sudden it was called to my attention. I was like, wait, wait, wait. So maybe, you know, let's look into this. Like maybe this is a trend. Um, and as I was mentioning that story, other people were corroborating it in their own lives and saying, yeah, like I've noticed either myself, I have, I have been feeling drained and sort of unmoored and, and untethered a little bit and, or I've seen it in my surroundings. And, you know, of course there can always be things like confirmation bias in this scenario, but I do find it interesting that a lot of people have corroborated this. And astrologically, to me, this is exactly describing the Mars-Neptune square, which is really playing out all the way through the U.S. midterms. And I, so number one, I want to explain like what is going on here. But number two, I want to give you advice uh, so that this can be useful for you. So number one, Mars-Gemini is motivated and to communicate and to debate and to speak the truth meaning uh, speak from a fact base of some kind. But now that it's starting to square Neptune, what's happening is we are still motivated to pursue the facts. We're still motivated to discuss the facts because Mars is motivation. However, those facts are running up against confusion, which is Neptune, and delusion. And Neptune is not necessarily tethered to reality. In fact, Neptune in Pisces is very abstract. And, you know, when it brushes up against this Mars Gemini, really the net net is that we are saying things to people and even to ourselves that don't make sense. And we don't even really know what it is that we're trying to say. We don't really know what it is that we want because Mars is not just motivation, it's desire. So it's like, what do we want? In Gemini, it is a want of communication, but squaring Neptune, it all gets kind of entangled. And so on an interpersonal level, this can manifest as debates and discussions, which lead to nowhere, sort of like a bridge to nowhere. Or internally, as you running through the same thoughts in your head repeatedly and not being able to come to a conclusion. So seeing things from multiple angles, multiple sides, and even from multiple states of being with Neptune and just not being able to connect or clicks like not, not, not able to make something click. And so I think what you'll find over the next month or two is a lot of people kind of stepping into this verbal quicksand where it's like, they don't have a plan coming in 
and that shows and unravels throughout the conversation. So it's like if you're, you know, this could manifest on a mundane level. If you're talking to your parents or trying to plan something, it's like, oh, well, when are we going on this road trip or when are we leaving? They might just give you the wrong day or time. You know, that would be one mundane example. But in another example, it's like, Maybe if you're in a very serious discussion with your partner about like what you want out of the relationship, um, one or both of you are like, you know, feeling and saying one thing today and a completely different thing tomorrow because Neptune in Pisces is not linear like Gemini is. Gemini, you know, it's certainly not linear in certain ways because it's a mutable sign, so it's quite adaptable, but I mean linear in the sense of like, there's a logical ABC, premise, premise, conclusion. Um, it's, you know, deductive logic, basically. And Neptune in Pisces has no sense of linearity. It's basically just creative, imaginative, visionary. It's melding things together. So when you're having a discussion, whether it's about the weather today, what you're doing tomorrow when you're leaving, or like literally, what do you want? out of this career or this relationship, it's like we are all kind of collectively losing a gr our grasp of the situation because Neptune will not allow us to compartmentalize anything. Whereas any Mercury-ruled sign, which would be Gemini and Virgo, the entire goal of those signs is to keep things in somewhat of a box of like, this is the theory of the universe, the Big Bang. This is how the universe was created. There is a linear timeline to it. The universe is X billion years old. Neptune is the planet that would say, you know, everything is existing always as it is, you know, sort of a, sort of a, you know, you know, like a very abstract belief system. So anyways, my point here is that over the next maybe six or seven weeks, <clears throat> you really need to keep your, some kind of like frame, framework for reality. Because not only are you maybe grappling with a little bit of this tenuousness, intellectually, but you're seeing that probably in on the information highway. So like on the internet, you're going to see conflicting information about things with this square. And so between all of these things, you need to anchor yourself and ground yourself in what you know to be true uh, time in a timeless way, right? So like, what facts can I hold on to? What facts can I always rely on and hold on to? You know, what are some truisms, some universal truths? that I can anchor myself in during this challenging time because every, and, and you know, watch as everybody else obviously will, I mean, most people will unravel, especially those who aren't aware of astrology and have no idea this is happening. But because you're listening to this podcast, because you're smart, you know that this transit is starting to activate now. And so posture yourself differently over the next six weeks, especially posture yourself so that you're prepared to have some facts at your disposal. So you have a framework and a scaffolding for, uh, the how and the what. And then you can give yourself some time maybe alone to reflect and create and meditate, with it, which, which is still needed here with Neptune. But then another dimension to this is that you need time to rest because Neptune, again, is not linear. It's not grounded, but it is inspirational. And in order to do that, you kind of have to allow yourself to go into this imaginary vacuum or cosmos. So it's like you want to dedicate some time here to have a creative outlet. But make sure you come into like normal everyday discussions with a certain amount of preparation, basically. And do not engage in these chaotic discussions. 
Like if a discussion feels circular and it feels unproductive, like it's not going anywhere, you just have to get out of it. Basically set a boundary, set a boundary and save your energy. Because again, Mars is almost, it's almost starting to station retrograde here. I know it's still a month away, but like really we're going to start to feel it already. And you don't want to waste all the, like I, like I said at the beginning, you only have a certain amount of moves left on the chessboard for the year because of this dwindling energy. So, um, you know, I, I, I just feel like, again, being mindful, right? Being mindful of how you use your mind, essentially, is key here. Um, and again, use these new alliances, hopefully, that you form during the Libra New Moon uh, to talk things out, maybe in confidence with somebody. Say, hey, I am feeling confused about this. And, and Libra is about mentorship, by the way. So actually, maybe this is a good time for you to have a mentor and find that mentor who can help you navigate these tricky conversations. You know, and say like, you know, I don't know. I don't know if I have a grip on this subject. Can you can you kind of help me out here? So, so I think that's kind of how it synthesizes with the Libra new moon, which, which took effect, which peaked on Sunday, by the way, at I think 3 p.m. Pacific time. But, you know, really... Again, like, don't be afraid to really interface with your mentor or really just ask for the, again, ask for advice if you feel like you are a little bit untethered. And I think, again, this energy will crescendo. It's, it's global, right? This is a global transit. So I think that people across the world, I mean, look, I just feel like there's a state of confusion that's entering and seeping into our space. And so it's like, if you can be one of the rational ones in the room, then you're going to save yourself a lot of bad decisions and just let other people make those bad decisions, right? Like it's, it's again, it's, it's a kind of an unfortunate transit, to be honest with you, especially at the global stage. Like, I'm not really sure if I, uh, look forward to this energy. Um, and I've talked again, I've talked to a lot of people who are saying that they feel drained, but again, if at the very least, if you can hold true to what you already know and maybe venture less into these very ambitious, complicated ideas, right? So maybe simplify, right? Simplify your life. And I think that will help a lot. So anyways, let's get into the transits. Otherwise, the day-to-day. -day. So we do start Monday with a Libra new moon still in effect because we still have the Libra moon on Monday morning. Uh, this is a fresh start. So I think that this Monday hopefully is a, like at least a little bit of a rejuvenation, but especially in your partnerships and relationships. And again, maybe even this is your time to um, explore the possibility of a mentor. So if you don't have a mentor in your life, by the way, uh, this would be the time to evaluate that. Maybe write down like who are the top five most influential people in my life right now? And, you know, are they really... Um, serving me at this point and audit that list right and if not then this is your time to really invest in that in that mentor so heading into tuesday we do have uh still a little bit of a libra moon and then on wednesday we get the scorpio moon so i think wednesday things will feel a little bit more intense and we might like start to dig into that mars neptune square and sort of a. Uh, um, it might start to get under our skin, like where we're confused and we're kind of anxious. So, so what I'm saying here is I think Wednesday, even into Thursday is really a time for you to manage your emotions. Just like mark that time down. 
Now, Venus does, Venus enters Libra on Thursday as well, which could soften that a little bit. But I do think the Scorpio moon predominates, especially because we're still leading up to another eclipse cycle with that, with that Scorpio uh, solar eclipse on November 8th. So um, Wednesday, Thursday, keep the emotions on lock. Or if you really have to let something out, Scorpio moon is, of course, great for that of kind of, um, you know, like relieving yourself of something you've repressed. And by the way, because Mars is in Gemini, Scorpio moons are a bad time to gossip. So really avoid the gossip. I mean, in general, right? Like nobody should be necessarily gossiping, but especially Wednesday, Thursday, there could be some like karmic attachment to that, like outcomes. So like just really, if you hear the water cooler discussion at work or you hear something, you know, in your educational environment, like just with well, that's gossipy, just disengage. And keep in mind, Mercury's still retrograde and it's opposing Neptune. I mean, that is just really confusing. So again, like even if you are gossiping, like none of it's true. Like absolutely, like most of this is not true. Um, and then into Friday, we have a Sag moon, which is usually uh, kind of fun. But in this case, it's going to be opposing Mars, in, but not on Friday, by the way. I actually think Friday could be kind of nice because that Sag moon is not really aspecting a ton at least not intensely, but by Saturday morning, we have exactly on Saturday at like 9 a.m. Pacific time, we have a Moon-Mars opposition. That's agitation and squaring the Mercury retrograde. So Saturday morning would also be a bad time to engage in conflict, um, especially with family members, right? The Moon can be that, and it's our, it's also our emotions generally, but like Saturday morning could be a little bit conflict-prone. So really kind of stay even keeled that day. And then into Sunday, uh, you know, kind of the beginnings of a Capricorn moon. Um, and on Sunday, thank God, Mercury goes direct. So at least by Sunday, we will feel like maybe there's a touch more clarity, although that Mercury will still oppose Neptune. So um, I know I kind of sped through the lunar transits, but um, I think for a lot of my podcast viewers, you know, a lot of you have been listening, your recurring listeners, you kind of get it. You kind of get the lunar phases. Uh, and so I just wanted to give you those really high level takeaways instead of getting too myopic and in, in the trenches with things. Um, but uh, I want to quickly, and I want to finish again by doubling down on and adding something to the Mars Neptune square. Um, so, like, really err on the side of rest and, rela and relaxation right now. Because people, like tonight I was on a live show and people were asking me, when does it get better? Like, when does this energy get better? And to be honest with you, I don't know if it gets better until next year. And even next year there will be challenges, but like, there's not like a point between now and the end of the year that looks like really rosy to me. In fact, we have that third Pluto return for the US, that third pass through of 27 Capricorn at the end of the year. So... We're, we're already starting to see that really uh, manifest as like market shocks. Um, and I'm, I'm recording this podcast technically on Sunday night, the 25th, but there's already indicators in the international markets uh, that markets are continuing to uh, go on the downswing. And if we hit three quarters in a row of declines for the stock, I think it was either three quarters of, of stock market declines or even like GDP uh, going into negative territory, like that hasn't happened since like 2008 or something. Uh, so, um, you know, basically we are back in the territory of like when Pluto is in at zero cap. So 
as Pluto leaves a sign, it sort of conjures, rekindles the themes of when it entered the sign. So when Pluto entered the sign of, of Cap, economic shocks, obviously, were with the Great Recession, and now we're probably seeing it again. So my point here, though, is that when you combine that with the Mars-Neptune square, um, it gets very, very tenuous. Because Mars and Neptune square means that very few people actually do have that grip on reality. And so they're not sure kind of how to react to these things. Like they're almost like caught flat footed. Um, and there's also attacks on spirituality and astrology. That's another manifestation of this transit. So like, for example, like I was on Twitter tonight and there was like this unusual amount of like finance bros and like, you know, tech startup dudes like attacking this astrology app, like one of the biggest astrology apps in the world and just like ripping it, but like also ripping astrology and like without any fact base behind it. And so, you know, it's like, I decided to just throw my hat in the ring and just like respond to them and say like this, you know, this is nonsense. What you're saying is nonsense. Astrology is not nonsense. In fact, there's an inverse correlation between skepticism and your knowledge about the subject. Meaning, the more you learn about astrology, the less skeptical you become, and vice versa. The more skeptical you are, the less knowledge you have. And that's not true of every subject, obviously. Uh, but with astrology, it is. And we have data sets that have already proven correlations between outer planets and historical era-defining moments. But I digress. Um, so anyways, don't be surprised if there's sort of like this random like focus from people who otherwise don't care about astrology, like if they suddenly feel like vilifying it. And look, I'm fine with that personally. In fact, I would invite some of these um, bigger names to debate me live. You know, I'm still looking for someone to debate me. I think it would be uh, productive. I'm by no means here to say that it would be like a slam dunk, you know, and that I would just like make all the greatest points and they wouldn't have anything to say, right? Like, I think that there's a lot of smart people out there who are skeptics. There's many smart skeptics, obviously. And it's like, so I'm not doubting anyone's intelligence here, but again, it's a matter of education. It's like, if you don't know about a subject and you knock it, like that doesn't really have a lot of weight. So it's like, my point here is that like, I would love to debate somebody to like kind of educate them, but also hear their side. But again, like that's kind of fitting, right? With Mars square Neptune. Mars Gemini wants to pursue the, the obvious conspicuous facts and Neptune wants to trust. So I think what could even happen right now during this time period is like a lot of skeptics going after astrology, but kind of running into a wall or a limitation on their arguments where they can't advance the arguments any further because they're realizing that it is, um, there are meaningful correlations, right? And correlation is not causation by any means, but you know, it, it certainly warrants further inquiry. And so I actually wouldn't be surprised if there's like a cross pollination a little bit between some of these people in like the stereotypical corporate community and the astrological community. Uh, so I'm certainly primed for that. Um, but, uh, you know, even again, like just on a personal level, this time is confusing. This time is a little bit draining. And so I just like know that that is like you have sort of the permission to take it, e take it easy a little bit. And I, as someone myself who kind of operates like a, like a machine, I have a very routine lifestyle because that's what I find works for me to thrive as an entrepreneur. You know, I'm very much a go-getter. I'm very competitive, very relentless. But, you know, over the last few days, really the last five to seven days, I've noticed that like I've had to take a little bit of time to myself. 
like self-care, but like in a way that I'm not really accustomed to these days. You know, like usually it's like, I'm going to keep hiking if I'm going in Griffith Park and walking. But this weekend, yeah, it was hot. I guess that could have been a factor, but it's like, I got to the Hollywood sign. I was like, I got to turn around. I don't think I'm going to make it and circle all the way back to like the Griffith Observatory and then come back home. So that was a little unusual for me. And then, um, you know, even finding myself, um, you know, not necessarily struggling to articulate things, but like just needing to like kind of lie down for a bit. But like, you know, it's, it's, it's completely in keeping with the six retrogrades and the Mars Neptune square. And again, other people I've talked to say they've already, they've either, um, you know, uh, observed breakdowns, people having, uh, you know, just breakdowns publicly, uh, or internally within themselves feeling drained. Uh, so anyways, uh, really take care of yourselves and simplify again, simplify back, take a back to basic strategy. And if you're thriving, you probably just have a lot of retrogrades in your chart, by the way. But you know, for the for the vast majority of people, you really probably are not. You probably are feeling like you're running through water or molasses. And so think about like instead of running through the water, how can you send out ripple effects that inspire others? So kind of work with the water on the one hand, right? Work with the water, send out those ripple effects of inspiration via your creativity, your spirituality. This is still a good time to create and to meditate. But also still engage with the real world, right? We still need to do that with the 3D. And when you do so. Again, simplify, back to basics, stick with what you know. If you try to uh, just make things up and jump into arguments uh, impulsively, or you try to uh, debate a subject you don't really know anything about, uh, then that, that, that's when things get really wobbly and you end up burning a lot of this Mars energy. So pick your battles, pick your battles and simplify. So um, I hope this podcast was useful. Again, I know it's a little bit of a confusing time, but just you know, hang in there. We are dealing with uh, you know, again, seismic shifts. We're really dealing with seismic shifts in the sky. This is a total transformation. Pluto and Aquarius will be a leap forward, a quantum leap forward. And in the meantime, we're just dealing with some growing pains. So anyways, take care of yourselves and we'll talk next week. Oh.